The G-Men Podcast brings you inside our community and lets you listen in on the conversations that empower men to win in life and business. Sometimes we can't wait for people to come to us. We got to go to them. Let's go. got to have critical thinking in a time of crisis. Be conscious of who you are connecting Any crisis, you got what? The brotherhood. What question you needed to ask before you got married to men and to your future spouse? So what question did you need it? to ask before you got married to other men and to your future spouse? That's a great question. Um, I think for me before getting married because I understood the covenant commitment and what that would require, I wanted to know what the challenges are and to be comfortable with accepting those challenges beforehand. So question would be, you know, what are the difficult parts of marriage? What are some of the arguments? Um, what are some of the areas where you find yourself weak or um, it's tough and you want to quit? And from receiving those responses, I'm like, okay, I can take that. Um, my future, or my current wife, uh, I had to ask her. It's been that new? <laughs> <laughs> hey. How long has it been? How long has it been? 17, 18, So we are 10, 10 months. Okay. okay. About to be a year, May 17th. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for my wife, it was, I didn't have to ask her anything, to be honest. I was very observant. Um, her actions spoke louder than anything she could have told me. And so um, what I saw, her commitment, her love, her unconditional love, that spoke volumes to me. So when I first met her, it was a matter of, is this real or is this that um, beginning stages that will fade when things get challenging. And I saw that it was real, and I was like, yeah. So I, I knew early on I didn't say anything, but I was very observant. I was very um, attentive, asking specific questions, watching how she moves. And I was like, yeah, she's, she's the one. I want you to touch on something we talked about yesterday and the other day when we were all on the call. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned the challenge that um, you were going through at a certain period where you had to challenge your selfishness from the single life, right? 
and you were saying, um, and if you don't mind, share a little bit of the story, but you were saying how you had your day planned out, right? Now you 10 months married, you said? 10, 11 months married? Um, you had your whole day planned out. He was like, I'm going to do boom, 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 work out, uh, do the business, boom, boom, boom. And then your wife got, she wasn't feeling well. Mm-hmm. And it messed up your whole day. He was like, he remember he asked all of us, he said, uh, Am I wrong? <laughs> for one, you like for being like, you done messed my whole day. I'm talking about wife sick is all get out. And he like, but I don't want to. Like, but I want you to touch on that. Cause you asked all of us, like, yo, uh, am I wrong for feeling like why you messing my day up and you sick? Like that selfishness versus the selflessness. Mm-hmm. And and then you said to me yesterday of like how much we all share with you being newly married, but it didn't really hit home until you started living it mm-hmm. and then experiencing what you heard us say. You talk about that, because yeah, yeah. I think some of our newly married couples and some of us that are OGs in the yeah. game yeah. need to hear about that. Yeah, so I think for me, the selfish part, it it wasn't necessarily a bad thing as I was single because I was considering my needs, considering where I needed to go. And I can't say that I was wrong for for, for taking care of myself and considering, you know, where I am, what I need, where I want to go. But when I am married now, it's like there are no decisions that is just about me. It's like everything has to be considering my spouse. How will this affect my spouse? And not just her now, but how will this affect us 10 years from now? So I think the place that I'm at now is unlearning a lot of what served me well as a single person and now being exposed to you guys and the things that I hear Alfred share. I saw Alfred doing the garden yesterday. We talked like, about that, yeah. Come on. <laughs> I can't I can't not see that again. Yeah. That once I see it and it's in my brain, it's like that's what that looks like. And so I don't know what Alfred had going on for the day, but whatever he had going on, he stopped. Oh, the garden, to, that was it. Flowers. Yeah. So imagine that, right? Yeah. And in my mind I'm thinking, well, I gotta do this, this and this. And this, this, and this has nothing to do with my wife and serving her and being selfless. So it's like rethinking and unlearning a lot of the stuff that was helpful. Um, but now the season where I'm in now is it's not going to take us to where we want to go. And um, one way I like to think about it, especially when I have these challenges mentally, is I always think, do I want to win? Um and ultimately, as a as a team, because I consider me and my wife a team, it's like we're going for the W. So whatever that takes, it's not just about what's going to make me feel good now, but what's going to allow us to win. And winning for us is being happy. Let, being let, me, let, me, let me say this. Here's what's powerful right here at this table, right? I have 16 and 10 is what? I got 26 years with two different wives. At separate times, not at the same time. Um, Alfred, how many years you got? Pause, let me get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not the same, not the same wife, but two different wives. 26, is it 26? This year gonna be 10, yeah, yeah, 26. Don't, don't, y'all stop recording this. Um, how many years you got all? How many times, I've been married twice, you've been married? Yeah, three times. How many years total? Exactly. It's about. 30? No, about 20, 10. Close to 20. Let's say 20. How, how long you been married? 21. 21 years. So you're talking about 25, 20, 
that's 45 and 21 is 46. Yeah, and you got 10 months. Here's the great thing. So you stayed with me last night. Yesterday you were with me and my wife and you saw how we operate in the house. Yeah, yeah. Then we leave out and we see my man in the garden, <laughs> right? So I, I told the story earlier. I was saying how I called Alfred and I said, hey, me and Scully going out to get something to eat. You want to go with us? Where you at? He said, I'm headed to Home Depot to get some flowers. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, flowers? And he was like, uh, I said, so you coming? He said, I just told you yeah. where I was at. <laughs> and I said, well, maybe you want to come after. He said, nah, I'm going to be in the garden all day. He sounded excited about it. I'm not going in the garden all day. That ain't what I'm doing. So as Scully and I were leaving out, we saw him in the garden planting flowers. And I was like, yo, and we got back in the, when we were pulling off, I said, yo, that's why I love Alfred, because he gives me another example. Even though I'm 25 years in, he's showing me what husbandry looks like at a, on a different level from a different perspective. When I think about Coach Rice, he 20 something years in the game. When you talk about, yeah, we we eat dinner. How many nights a week? At least four nights. Whole family. The whole family. You and your wife. I remember the one time you said at the end of the year, you asked your wife, yo, I'm going to need a, uh, an audit check. What was it? It was an audit. We it's an audit. audit. I need a yearly audit. And I know, like, you saw me with my wife yesterday. It's a whole different hookup. And when you were saying a yearly audit, what do you mean about a yearly audit that she needed, he needed? Oh, get, break, break, down. break that down I for us. You know, with my entire family. And I said, okay. Um, if you had to rank me on a scale of one to ten, yeah. what would you give me? <laughs> and everybody's honest. They said, okay, um, seven, seven, seven. Okay, I got work to do. Matter of fact, we were on a Gmail call. <laughs> and I was like, matter of fact, I think we had, yeah. we had just done it. And I said, yeah, my family gave me a seven. Hey, I love y'all, but I got to go. I got to get to work. Right. You know, and it's, it's, it's one of those things where, and again, it's those things that you learn as you become not just a better husband. As you become a better man, a better servant. What example did you have? My father. Your, your, your mother and father together your whole life? My mother and father will be married 53 years in August. All right, wow. pause for the cause. That's phenomenal. <laughs> so you had a good example. Yeah, but they had great examples. Both of my grandparents have been married over. Both of my grandparents, uh, both sets of grandparents are married over 65 years. Do you find yourself doing some of the same things that you've seen your father do over the years. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How long have your parents been together? 50 years. 50. Do you find yourself now doing some of the, I, I don't even know your dad, but I can I can imagine you doing some of the same stuff that you yeah, see get, him doing. I get my grind, I get my hustle, I get it from my Yeah. Bed. I mean, I wake up because I couldn't sleep in the bed and getting up, cutting the grass, washing cars. So I stayed in the yard as a kid pissed. Like, why you get me up? But that got me to where I am now to where I love to jump out there and go get and it. And get in the garden. And get in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> but watch how powerful this is. My mother and father were estranged inside the crib. Like, they didn't sleep in the same I never saw them sleep in the same room, ever, growing up. And they did 16 years together. I didn't see what a healthy marriage looked like. So I didn't know what that looked like. And so you coming into this new, well, let me tell you, this is why this brotherhood is so powerful and important. And then the other thing is removing ego, right? Even though I'm older than most of us, but I got a young spirit and I look just the same age as y'all. Let's just bring that back. <laughs> but um, when I learn to kill my ego, yeah. I'm learning from him. I'm learning from you. Yeah. I don't say something sometimes, but I'm listening. I said, Coach Rice, do dinner. How many days a week? Yeah. Man, let me try that. And then what, what works for me and what fits, I'm not getting in the garden, right? I might go out, you know, an hour or two. Alfred's going to be out there all day, but it shows me 
that there's another way to do things. And because I'm able to kill my ego and I'm growing and maturing, I can see what he's doing and look and then emulate. I can see what you're doing and emulate. And what you get is the best of us. Uh, 50, 60 years from his parents, plus his 20, that's 70 years. Another 100 years from him and another 25 from me. Like You have information and experiences that you can take. Bro, you'll get, bruh. Yeah. Like you, boom. And then not even to mention what you experienced growing up in your own life and in, in your own circle. Chief, what has been some of the, the roughest days in your marriage that you that you two have come through? Oh, man. From us moving from Ohio to D.C., uh, you know, me not having a gig for the first two months, paying two mortgages, um, one in Ohio, one in Maryland, um, finally getting a gig, then I lose my gig. <laughs> And that's a whole nother tangent. Um, that was probably the roughest, not because of what it did to um, our relationship or our family, but as the breadwinner. You know, you get the wind knocked out. Like, look, okay, we done made the move. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, literally, we left. Like, my 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 children were getting ready to have my child, me and my sister's childhood, like on twelve. On 20, because not only did they have their parents, their grandparents, they had great aunts, they had their great grandparents there. So the village was literally about to raise my kids. And so when we made the decision to move out to D.C., I said, no, let's get uncomfortable. And so I remember the night my wife got, well, I remember remember the night uh, that she said when she got the gig and she says, well, look, if I get this gig in D.C., what's going to happen? I said, we going. We were both, we were both reading, me in the bed. I'm like, she said, well, what if I get this gig in D.C.? I we go. We go. <laughs> I could see her looking at me. <laughs> you could feel it looking at you like. <laughs> but I, I think that was that point where I was like, okay. Man up. For real. Yeah. Put, put, put the squad on your back. And I always saw my father do that. I saw mm, both my grandfathers do that. Here. I saw my uncles do that. And to the point where. And again, we see different levels of manhood because of the generations, right? But what I always saw was my grandfather, his love language was like, no, nah, the team is here. Every Thursday, when every every Wednesday or Thursday, as long as I can remember from the time I was a kid, me, my sister, my mother, my father, my grandmother, my grandfather, my aunt, my uncle, my cousins, Georgette, Susan, and Robin, we ate dinner together at least once a week from the time I can even remember. Watch this. And how many times a week y'all eat dinner together? Four. I want to keep it on the challenges, right? Y'all stay right here with me. What's the toughest challenge that you've come through in in this marriage? Because this is a whole different outfit right now. Toughest challenge probably be uh, the blended family, you know? Blended. Dealing with blended family and... Like my boys, I treat them just like they're my boys. I don't, I don't have stepsons; they are my sons, and mm. it's to the fact to the point now where when people see them, look just like you, mm-hmm. or you hear old people say, "People they actually, actually look like me. they actually do look like." Oh, go ahead. <laughs> but it's just the um, you have different personalities. You have to treat each one of them different, and I learned through growing through. I used to want them to be this, want them to do that. I had to pull back and don't have any expectations and walk in the man that I'm supposed to be and let them see me lead and then let them change because at the age that they are in or as they grow, I've I've been there. So I'm gonna make them, they're gonna make the same mistakes that I made and to just be able to be there for them to pick them up when they fall. Let me peel this joint back a little bit, right? 
My first marriage, the toughest challenge was, and I failed at it miserably, was staying clean, meaning not being a hoe. Let's just, let me peel it back. Mm-hmm. I had chicks everywhere. I had side, jump ball, like everywhere. My, my character was horrible. Um, this marriage, I knew before, um, and my wife, she was like, all right, it's time to either, you gotta make a decision. Like you gonna lock in or you, or, or you got to go. Like we, we that's it. And I, I, was, I was doing like the double dutch because I was like, I still had a little dirt in me. And I said, I don't want to go into a, a marriage dirty. One day, I had an opportunity to do some dirt. And while m- my body was like, go do it, when it was time to actually, I couldn't, it wouldn't. And it was at that moment when I was like, I'm clean. The biggest challenge for me in my life has always been staying um, What's the word I'm looking for? I'm, I'm saying clean, but um, not cheating. Let me just not say again. it. Yeah. Retired. Yeah. yeah. Now I want to <laughs> say it so cats really understand it. Yeah. Not cheating. Yeah. Right? Not smashing. Painful. Not smashing something else. Let's just talk like, like we talk. Not smashing uh, something else. Not allowing the window at the house to be cracked so somebody else could, could, could jump up in there, which is easy to do because you start beefing. Things ain't right. She might put on a little extra weight. You may put on and feel like somebody outside talking to you real sweet, but staying clean. And for me, it's been like, I like to be able to say like, no, nah, I'm clean. Like I lean on that. Like I'm, I ain't did nothing. And to the point now where it's like, for me, I'm like, that is what keeps me going. Now I can stand on that. Right. And I think all of us, the challenges, your challenges, yours, mine, and even yours up to now is something that helps us. It's like being in the gym. Like we pumping and we getting stronger. And the new challenges come. So like now for me, a challenge is getting in the garden. Like that's hard. Mm. Like I ain't trying to, that's not what I really want to do. <laughs> you say in the garden, but that's, it's a different step too is mm-hmm. how I live now. My wife has always got to be happy. Because mm. you see the garden, that's late in the evening. But I train that morning. Mm. I work eight hours. Then after I got off work, when I picked up a car from the shop, then my wife was like, hey, what do you want to do, baby? Let's go to Home Depot because I know she wanted the flowers because it's getting springtime. Mm. Got the flowers. After I got through planting flowers, then I trained with my son and his friends. But your job is never over as a husband. It's always to make your wife and happy. Like they say, happy wife, happy life. But you want to make her happy and no matter what she's doing. And like Kendall say, lose the ego. Yeah. I'm real big on cleaning cars up. When my wife get through with something, the side pocket, that's the trash. And I used to be like, get pissed. <laughs> but no, I just take it. Or sometimes you might leave a cup somewhere, leave certain things some places. It's no reason to go back and say, you know you left this right here. I picked things up. I'm washing dishes. I'm washing clothes. I can do everything my mom did, but I want to see my boys in the background see me do the work. Because when I grew up, my dad did the household. I mean, he did stuff outside. Mm-hmm. He really didn't do yep. stuff on the inside. Yep. But me, I'm cooking. I'm washing. I'm um, folding clothes. Whatever I can do to help my wife. Because I know she got a load on her back. Yep. But I want her to be happy. What was that moment for all of us? Um, you know, where you had that moment where you feel like a proud husband. You know, like you said, Chief, putting it on your back. Yeah. Um, putting it on your shoulders. But what was a moment in marriage uh, let's go around the room where you had that moment. You were like, some of us like, yeah, let's go. Like, you know, you pat yourself on the back. It's that proud husband moment. Like, I know, like Alfred said, I've made her happy. I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do as a husband. Think about one of those moments. Yeah, I think for me, it's recent, um, obviously, because I'm 10 months in. <laughs> 
but um, recent. <laughs> Super <Hurricane>. recent. <laughs> it was yesterday. <laughs> this morning. This morning. Uh, no, but it was maybe a month, a month ago, um, where my wife literally just stopped and said, thank you. And it wasn't anything that I had done in that moment. It was a collection of things that I've been doing over time. And I do have a question I want to ask, and it's, it's kind of like in this same vein, yeah. but um, some like a collection of things that I had done that she was aware of and really appreciative of, of me in that moment. Um, but I think where my shift has come is being there for my wife. So she she lost her her grandpa uh, recently, and instead of trying to do certain things to make her feel a certain way, I was just there. And whatever she needed, like I was there, and I allowed myself to kind of be in her presence and to have her feel that. So you know, whatever when she wanted to talk. I was talking. When she wanted me to listen, I was listening. Um, she needed food, got the food. And uh, and I was happy because that is always a challenge for me. Because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, like, how will this help me? Or what will this do for me? But when I think of the team, it's like, she is me. Mm-hmm. And so if I am there for her, I'm there for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's where the shift shift has come so but i do have a question go ahead go ahead yeah 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 um when you do as a husband because you're responsible of everything right and i think for me and and it also comes back from unlearning the selfishness when you're doing 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 and you're not recognized or being acknowledged for what it is that you're doing what's your headspace to allow you to to still come at 100%, even when there are conversations where not only are you not acknowledged or what you're doing is not appreciated, but there's even heat that comes that you're not doing enough or that you could be doing more. Yeah, remember those days. Yeah. So, yeah. I, and I feel like, I feel like you, you, you specifically, uh, you walk in that to where you, you're not even concerned about whether she's giving you that feedback or not. But I struggle with, with not hearing thank you or not recognizing the things that I'm doing intentionally because I know that I am a certain way. And so in order for me to live differently, I got to actually like think about it. I can't. I'm the chief. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm going to hear from that's, chief. That's, yeah. that's a great question because I, I'm, I'm more than more than more than convinced that regardless how long most brothers have been married. Exactly. <laughs> there's a lot of things we would love to hear. <laughs> That we just may not hear, but it comes with the territory. You know, I look at all of the things, you know, it's like, it's, I always put myself in this frame of mind. I can never thank my parents or grandparents enough. Right. Um, and so I have, I know I have to have the mindset of, look, just like you say, pop did that. Like, what did we model? And so now I always say, and, and it's, it's stuff I've always lived by coaching for 20 years. I said, I have to stay in shape because I'm the coach. <laughs> I can't ask you to do something that I can't even do myself. Mm-hmm. And so when you're looking for the payoff, I think to answer your question and the question that that uh, the most proud moment, 
Randomly, my wife sent me a text and she says, hey, babe, I just want to tell you, I feel safe and secure. Mm. That's what they want. More mm. so than I ever have, right? And for all the stuff we've been through, <laughs> right? For her to say that out the blue, I was like, man, I don't need to, I don't need to hear nothing else for a while. <laughs> I don't need to hear it for a while. But at the same time, I, I kind of operate in the same mode as both of my grandfathers and my father. My father used to say <laughs> he used to say this, and, and it was clever, but I really want more people to more more brothers to think this way. My dad would be a function, and he, he would be like, Well, who do you work for? He said, My wife and kids. Mm. He never said a company. Mm. So what do you work for? I work for my wife and kids. Let's right? go. And the thing, the thing is, he's because that's what his father did. He worked for his wife and kids, right? That's what his father's father did. He worked for his wife and kids and taught his kids how to work. And so I think our responsibility and legacy is not to wait for the thank you. Mm. It's, we ain't supposed to wait for it because we don't work for it, right? We don't work for the Stop, thing. stop. Mm -mm. Come on. I'm mean, not. Mm -mm. Let it breathe for a second. Okay. I need to hear it again. Okay. Say it again, please. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Because because I don't want you to just gloss that over because that's a life-changing statement yeah. that you said. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Let me just hear it again. All right. We are not supposed to wait for the thank you. We're supposed to work for the thank you. Come on. Let's go. And if we hear it one time, honestly, that one time should be enough because now it's like... It's like uh, it's like going from JV to varsity, mm. <laughs> <laughs> right? There are times people get moved. Nobody gets asked to move to varsity. <laughs> you get invited. Yeah. <laughs> so the thing is, even if I'm a freshman and I know I can be every senior on the team, I'm not going to say, yo, I'm going to try for the varsity team. <laughs> Coach is going to be like, excuse me, um, we'd like for you to try out for the varsity team, right? <laughs> Nobody just goes in and invites himself to the varsity squad. You got to get invited. And so I think that is our responsibility. We must be in a place where our work is more than enough. It's more than enough. And I used to say this. I talk about the immature moments when I was first married. Whenever we would argue, this is how, this is how I call myself in an argument. I'd be like, you know what, baby? It's never enough. <laughs> it's never enough. Now I would never cuss at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never, it's never enough. I'm gonna go work out. I'm gonna go hoop. I'm gonna go I'm gonna do something with the kid. Man, it's never enough. That was the way out. That that was just the way I would just end it, right? Because I was hoping that it would make her feel guilty for having an expectation of me, or for me to just be accountable for the for the stuff I was supposed to be doing anyway. You were acting out for attention. Exactly. Stage I was, three. I was between stage three, three and stage three and four. Three. Yeah. And you know. I say, well, it's never enough. I just felt like that was my drop the mic moment. Like, you can't do nothing with that. I said, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Alfred, what about you? I guess this will help me with growing up through the previous marriage. I had difficult the fussing and I grew through that. My wife, she went through a bad marriage. And to this day, we don't have, we don't fuck. My kids have never seen us fuck. But I grew up seeing parents fuss and other people fuss, and, and I've learned to take two people to argue. So when my wife do, I can feel myself get heated, or she can feel herself get heated. We'll step away for a minute, then come back and engage in a conversation. 
And when you're both yelling and talking to each other, you trying to get your point across. She trying to get her point across. Ain't nobody heard that. But then you said one key word, y'all a team. How can I fight with my teammate and make it to the championship? That's the number one goal is to stay connected and go to the top. So you live selflessly and you keep doing, doing. And like sometimes out of the blue, my wife, she'll come and just grab me and hug me. I see she's, I know she sees what I'm doing, but I can't wait. And like, but, but I hit in my head sometime back in the day. I'm like, I click this up. She keep putting this right here. She keep doing this right here. <laughs> I know she see this, but you can yo <laughs> Her day is going fine. Right here, you you can yo it. Do work. Who house is it? It's y'all house. Right. So right. keep cleaning up. Then she like, I see him doing that. I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. I'm going to pick up out of myself and do this, do that. Yeah. And to this day, my side of the sink, I don't have nothing over there. Her side of the sink is a whole bunch of put stuff on my side. But it's mental. But it still won't be an argument. And then, too, it goes back to when I do need to have that difficult conversation, get out of my feelings. Sometimes I got to look in the mirror. Alfred, how you going to say it? <sighs> hey, babe, uh, no, I ain't going to right there. I can. And then you can feel your face. And sometimes I'm sarcastic. So I have to really tune it down. When Are I you really it. sarcastic? <laughs> Alfred, Terry? Alfred Terry is sarcastic? <laughs> I thought it was just with us. <laughs> and then say, look, babe, boom, 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 and get it out the air. But then you have to have those different conversations fast because your body, when you piss, your body language changed and she can read you. Mm-hmm. She got that discernment. So yeah. you can't go around three days pissed about something she did. Mm-hmm. Go talk to yourself, get yourself together. Yeah. Then go spit to your wife or talk to her and say, this how I feel, babe. Get out your bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the common theme that I heard both of them say is just do the work yeah. and get out your feelings. And what that means to me is what we're hearing from, from, from Coach Rice and Alfred is they grew, they matured. There's nothing wrong with the way you feel right now. It's a part of your growth and development. Remember yesterday I said you are 100% in the right place where you're supposed to be. And there's no room for you to grow today. You've maxed out for today. Tomorrow's another day so you can grow. But just allow yourself to be where you are so that you can um, take in all of the experiences, the wisdom, and grow in it. And what you're hearing from us is growth. And we all been where you yeah. are. Yeah. We've been there. Yeah. And we had the same feelings. I'm going to tell you something, Scully. I'm going to tell you something. Y'all might think I'm crazy, but yeah. you might think I'm crazy. Well, aside from that. Yeah. Aside from that, yes. I, I think y'all are going to get what I'm saying. Even Bernard will, will probably agree. As I look back on my marriage, as I think about it, I really wish we would have argued more when we first got married. Why? Because I wouldn't know the pain points. Mm. Right. But I was it's never enough because I just didn't want to argue. You didn't want to have the difficult conversations. I didn't want to have the difficult conversations. And my thing is, had I known exactly. okay, what what's what's the red button for you here? You know what? What is the red button for me? Because because I was in that provider mode, protecting provider mode. That's all the hell I did. Watch this, though, Coach Rice. You're right, because before my wife and I got married, we never argued. Like it would, I, I'm gonna be honest, I thought we had the perfect, because I come from arguing, mm-hmm. perfect relationship. And then we started living together. 
Just let that breathe. Oh, another concept. And then one day, I'm just like, she had ticked me off about something. I don't remember what it was. And we had our first official argument. And I was, I was through, I was thrown like, wow, we actually do argue. Like we can have an argument, but it was healthy and it was therapeutic. You got to go through every stage and phase in a relationship, even us as men in our relationship. Alfred and I don't agree with everything. I hate him. When it comes to training, I, I got a problem with him, right? <laughs> Coach Rice and I don't agree on everything. You and I don't agree, but it's, it's through us overcoming, yeah. growing through it, and having the difficult conversations, killing the ego, and maturing yeah. that makes a solid relationship. Yeah. Your marriage that's, the same thing. That's why that that's what that audit for me was mandatory. I yeah. can't imagine what my score would have been. Honestly, I can't imagine what my score would have been before the G. But I can't imagine what my score would have been before me and my son started doing Kung Fu. Because it was a moment of clarity I had. I was like, you know what, man? What are you doing? You know, you you know, you studying discipline, you're doing this, that, and the third, you learn how to fight, you learn how to do this, that, and the third. You learn how to control certain things, you're learning systems, I said. But you're not applying this in your life. And so something just boom. Bruh, do the laundry. 2007. I just started doing laundry two days a week. Sunday and Wednesday. I said, yo, y'all know what I'm doing laundry? Sundays and Wednesdays. Kick in. Wife never had to ask. But it was just one of those things like, okay, again, I was always protective provider. But guess what? Nine 9.9 times out of 10, the woman is going to be. But Coach Rice, you're saying something that's deep. Well, you went right back. Just do the work. Just do the work. <laughs> all right, let's 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 bring it on home real yeah. quick. Let's bring on. Hold on, first of all, write this down. I don't know where you are. You listening to this? Just do the work. That one right there. Don't wait for the thank you. Just do the work. Yeah. Um, closing thoughts. One idea from each of each of you. Yeah. One idea. There's a there's a young man out there or an older man. There's a man out there that's thinking about marriage. Give me one thing that you would share with that man. Uh, that's thinking about getting married, that is in that. My, my daughter's about to get married. Right? Trey is about to be my son, right? Hey, and he is, they, uh, Yeah, so what? what is one thing? Watch it now. Uh -uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, you, got, you, you ain't had to do that. Uh, I, that, I, that. That's sarcasm right there. One one idea, one, one thing that you would share with that man out there that's thinking about getting married. Scully? Yeah, uh, one thing that's been helpful for me is having, we call it hot conversations early on. And so hot is an acronym for honest, open, and transparent. And how we work it is if my wife needs to say something, and it kind of goes along the same vein of having the argument, but instead of an argument, we're creating the space to do it. Um, so she'll come up and be like, man, Abe, I gotta, I gotta be hot with you right now. Mm -hmm. And I immediately know we need to have one of those conversations. And so honest, honest, open and transparent. transparent. So I'll break it down yep. real quick. Honest is being honest with yourself. So checking in and seeing where you are without lying. Open is being open to new information and to possibly change. And then transparent is showing up as you are in that moment. Mm. So um, when she says, hey, I need to be hot right now, I immediately know, OK, we need to have this conversation. And then I can say, how about we say this? for this afternoon, or we get it done now. And I'll say that, do that early mm -hmm. on, because when you have it, it prepares you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Coach Rice. <laughs> Man, in the words of my mom, Dukes. What's up, mom? 
Uh, <laughs> don't start doing anything you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Ooh. My mother said that on our, our on our wedding video, and she it was so funny. I, I literally I can remember like it happened five minutes ago. She looked at the camera. She said, "This is to both of y'all." She says, "You know, Chief, you my baby boy, Reese, you, you know, you my baby girl now." But guess what? Don't start doing anything you don't want to do for the rest of your life. Did your mama call you Chief? Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Just Alfred. pick up what he said. By not starting anything you want to do for the rest of your life, that is, uh, my uncle taught me that a long time ago, we create the monster. So if you ain't going to mm. continue to do it and you keep building that up in them and then you stop, you already created that lifestyle or whatever it was you were doing in that. But for that man that's looking to get married, I would just say, be open and true to yourself. Know who you are. Because a lot of us hide or... I was, yeah, hide certain things and don't share everything about you to your spouse or the person you're getting ready to marry. Be, what Scully said, open and transparent and no secrets. Because in the day and age we live in, the secret's going to come out. So you have to be honest with yourself first and to your future spouse to let her know who you really are. Not the person on the interview, the dating person, but you got to be yourself because you're often a little girl for the rest of your life. She's going to figure who you are out once you know what I'm talking about. But she's going to yeah. figure you out. So just be honest. The last thing I'm going to add to it is put yourself around men that can pick you up when you feel like giving up. Yeah. Thank you all for listening. Have a great grind day. We'll talk soon. You have been listening to the G-Men Podcast. Like, review, and share this episode if something you heard challenged you to grow and positioned you to lead.